I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue, episode number 135. I'm your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and today we have another special guest. After leaving the corporate world at age 26, Nigel Thomas has grown two marketing agencies from nothing to seven-figure run rates in under 12 months with zero reputation and using only cold outbound sales. As the CEO of Alpha Inbound, he is now focused on establishing the reputation as a top-tier growth marketing agency using highly competitive direct-to-consumer, oh, sorry, in the highly competitive direct-to-consumer landscape through business development, strategic alliances, and a well-oiled three-step sales process that turns cold emails into multi-five-figure contracts. Nigel, welcome to Sales Team Rescue. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me here today, Jeremy. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And first, I want to call it, so if you are watching on the video, the live stream, or on YouTube, you're going to notice something very, uh, I would say, polarizing. Uh, And that is that I'm in color, but Nigel's in black and white. Uh, So I'm just going to call it the elephant in the room on that. Nigel, tell us a little bit about why the heck you were in black and white right now. Yeah, so to anyone listening to the podcast, you just think, cast your mind back, how many calls you've been on today? How many calls you've been on in the last month? How many calls have you been on in the last year? A lot. How many of those calls with people who had their camera in black and white? The point is, and I'm not doing it just because of that. There was a different reason. But the point is you need to stand out. You need to do something different, whether it's we can talk about, you know, tonality and conviction, the way you speak, or it's the way you just come across your body language. When you're over Zoom, it's harder, you know, than face to face to actually establish that connection, that rapport. So if someone is, you know, considering your service, your product, and obviously they're going to go out and do their market research when they're, you know, up at night thinking about what they should go with. You want to be top of mind. And as well as obviously having a fantastic sales pitch, as well as understanding your products inside out, you need to do things that are different. So this is something that kind of happened by mistake, but I've really built on it and ran with it. And a lot of people say to me when you know I get on Zoom calls, hey, your camera's in black and white. What's the reason behind that? It's a great icebreaker for one, but it's also the fact I'm keeping top of mind. I love it. In fact, um... After we'll say the world shut down, I don't know what my rules are in monetization here, but after, after the world shut down, I realized when I was jumping on calls, people were starting to get more and more casual on Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. And it was to the point where I was getting onto what felt like, you know, a high end conversation, but someone was showing up in a T-shirt that wasn't even like freshly washed. Yeah, it, I, it was a it went downhill very. Yeah, it's easy. like, you know, if you see the commercials where it's like, this is a V-neck, but this is not. And this is a U-neck or whatever. So like it just it felt really sloppy. And I thought, how can I stand out? And for the longest time in a previous life, I had been full, like not quite suit and tie, but either a tie or a blazer. Um, and so during the times when everybody was cooped up, I wore a tie on every single episode and every single uh, Zoom call that I did just to stand out because no one else was doing it. So, yeah. so I love it. It, it, I mean, for me, it, it catches my attention, obviously. Um, but the other thing is I want to connect this to your website. Cause as I was checking yeah. out your website and we'll do a shameless plug for you, alpha inbound.com, 
I noticed the entire site is exactly that in black and white. Yeah, the designer hated me. <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> a little, some limitations on the on the yeah. on, on the design, but you know it looks phenomenal. And you know I got to ask, like, t tell me a little bit about what the thought process was behind that. Was it just to reflect the the camera strategy, or did it have to do with kind of the result in the market side of things? Yeah, look, it's about what we stand for, what our culture is, you know, we're working, like you mentioned at the start there, very kind intro, by the way, we're working with direct to consumer brands. We help them get more customers through Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok ads. And there's a lot of agencies out there. There's a lot of competition. And actually, if you talk to a lot of these brand owners, there's also a lot of agencies that have done wrong by them. And there's a lot of horror stories out there. So they, they haven't got that much trust in the marketplace. So the thing is, is when they talk to people who are brutally honest, mm -hmm. it really, really stands out and they love it. And the thing is with black and white, that is what it's all about. It's about intensity. It's about being brutally honest and just telling people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. So yeah, it's all kind of built into it. And we are actually going to redevelop our website as we get to the end of this year, because I think it can be a lot better, even though I do appreciate the compliments, but that's the idea behind it. And actually all of our team, like everyone in our team has their cameras in black and white. So when we go to represent our brand, everyone's there and it's, you know, it's just a branding thing. Cause honestly, even though we're in sales and we're just a very small startup growing quite fast, but I'm a massive believer in branding. I just believe it's so important. Mm. I, I love that, that it's across your whole team. That's, that's amazing. Uh, so tell us a little bit about who your ideal client is so we know you know that those listeners sure. and viewers know um you know how how closely to listen to you based on where they're at <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so like i said we work with direct to consumer brands e-commerce brands most of them are doing between 5 and 30 million in terms of revenue and a lot of them work in the health and wellness space so yes they're selling physical products online Obviously, COVID for, for this, you know, I probably shouldn't mention that, yeah. but this is a really good period for e-commerce. And there's a lot of growth in this in the market. And then now it is a little bit harder because obviously, you know, rising costs and whatnot. But if you have the right unit economics there in place, um, there's still a lot of opportunity to be had. So that's pretty much the ideal client profile. And in terms of who we usually go to target at that stage of growth, usually about between 10 and 20 employees. So you can still really get hold of the decision makers. So either the CEOs, the marketing directors, or, you know, the, the company owner themselves or the founder. So that the reason why that's good is for sales velocity. It definitely helps out a lot. So you mm -hmm. can obviously, you know, projections, you can, the, the sales forecasting is easier from that side of things. And you can get deals over the line quite quickly. Plus, I also think it's the mindset that in terms of long-term contracts with the marketing agency, if anyone knows about the digital space, they do tend to move around quite a lot. So they you know, like to shop around, but this should give you a good idea on the, pro the ideal customer profile, which by the way, for cold outreach is imperative that you do this properly. Mm. Yeah, and let's get into that because I'm I'm intrigued because um, I also have an e-commerce company. It's not that big yet, <laughs> but but I have the physical product company, so we get some beard bomb action nice. here. Uh, so maybe we'll yeah, chat so a little later. Yeah, so we actually work with an eight-figure men's grooming brand. Really? Oh, yeah. Nice. Do you have like yeah. a 
you know, uh, a thing you sign that you say you can't work with any other ones or is it an open field? Maybe, maybe, maybe okay. not. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, but speaking of the cold outreach, now I've got a little experience in the cold outreach space, but I might by no means consider myself to be an expert. Yeah. But the, the way you got on this podcast and not that if I had known you, I wouldn't, you know, I'd, I'd invite you anyway, but I just didn't know you existed. And that happens a lot. Companies all over are trying to reach out to people that don't know they exist. And so tell me, let, let's share a little bit with the audience of how you got my attention. Yeah, no, definitely. The first thing I'll say on that is, <clears throat> look, people told me before I came to this agency that cold email doesn't work anymore. People told me that you can't get seven figure brands like via cold email. Well, guess what? We did do that. And the reason we did it is because we worked hard and we stood out from different people, but we closed contracts with multi seven, eight figure brands just from cold email outreach with zero reputation. So in 2022, for anyone out there who thinks cold email doesn't work, I'm challenging you. You're probably just not doing it right. And then the other thing is you do need to have the philosophy and the mindset that you need to keep banging on those doors. You know, I was told as a little kid, and I always remember that, like keep banging on those doors every single day because you have no idea which one will open. It might be to the biggest opportunity of your life. So reaching out and asking is so important. And then in terms of the strategy, well, again, we go back to the cause for the emails. It's way more than the cause. How many emails do you get a day? It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So even though people get a lot more emails in their inbox these days, people haven't lost their personality. People haven't lost the, the opportunity to laugh at something or to resonate with something that's obviously close to them. So if you personalize your emails, if you put images in there and videos and make people laugh, you will get their attention. And if you in the middle of someone's day can put a smile on someone's face, they will remember you. And even though they might not want to work with you right now, obviously you're then top of mind. And we often get a lot of responses of people saying, these emails are hilarious, or thank you so much for making my day. You know, you turn like you put a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. And that's a good feeling as well as anything else, but it's it's about standing out. So I don't know. I know a lot about it because just because we've gone down a complete rabbit hole the last few years. So I don't know how in depth you want me to go into the strategy because there's quite a lot to it. Well, I think, um, I mean, I want to keep some of your secret sauce for when you work with people, but I, I, I want to be transparent with the audience about how this worked. Like there's a few reasons yeah. why um, I really love being on the receiving end of cold emails. And I'm sure no one's ever heard anyone say that, but there's a few things when you do it right. Uh, first of all, your subject line, as long as it's the same each time, your emails end up nested in most email clients. So I didn't see your first email because I'm the guy that's got 2,300 unread emails. I didn't yeah. see your second email because I just didn't. But somehow the third email popped up and because there was some nested emails, it was getting more attention in my email client. And I think I was looking through the, the default Apple email client. Um, but then I clicked on it and then I see a picture of you holding a coffee with my name on it. And I'm like, Oh, this is entertaining. And you spelled my name right. Thank you. And uh, and in it, it said, hey, let me guess how you take your coffee or something like that. And you were wrong. And my first instinct was, if he was really watching the show, he'd know I drank my coffee black. <laughs> but but it's these are designed to compel a reaction. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, uh, and and so honestly, to those of you watching and listening, I hesitated to respond because I wanted to see what the following emails were in the sequence, because uh, as I went back and looked at the other ones, there was one him doing the Macarena uh, 
you know, and uh, <laughs> there was another one uh, with a guy, you know, it's a meme shows up, says, I'm not trying to sell you anything, but he's got pots and pans in his hand at the door. So it's, um, yeah, it's phenomenal. So I don't want to give away all your secrets, but no, it, honestly, it's... there's, there's no secret. Like I say, there's no <laughs> secrets. I'm the kind of guy who I'll just tell you everything. Cause the thing is, is I know what it takes to do it. Mm. <clears throat> so I can tell everyone anyway, but I know most people aren't going to do it because they're not going to put the hard work in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it definitely becomes a volume game. I'm sure. Yeah. hundred percent. I can actually use an example. So <clears throat> we work with some CBD brands mm -hmm. and we sent out some emails to these CBD brands, right? And it, you know, 420 that time of year, right? The, yeah. the week when everyone goes crazy. Mm -hmm. So at the time, Elon Musk was basically buying Twitter. Right. So the sub, the, the subject line and the first line of the email wrote, hope you're enjoying 420, like the new Twitter owner, something like that. And mm -hmm. then it literally had the, the meme, the gif of him smoking a spliff on the Joe Rogan podcast. Nice. And that was the opening. And then straight afterwards, it hit them with a case study of a brand, a really big CBD brand in their space. So I knew all of them would know about mm -hmm. telling exactly what we did with all the specific pain points, things in the CBD space. So people who don't know, it's really hard to I'm just making sure if I don't say CBD on this live <laughs> Facebook thing, it's going to mess things up, yeah, but right. we should be all right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just going to say it's really hard to like advertise and compliance issues and all the rest of it. So it's all about that and locking ad accounts, all the rest of it, things that they would know it's very tailored to these people. Mm. And because we spent so much time doing the research and obviously we actually work with one of these brands. So we talk to them all the time and understand all their pain points and what they were looking for from that email to give you an idea. We sent out 200 emails. We got an 80% open rate. We got a 15% response rate. We booked 20 discovery calls and we closed six brands all at least on 10K contracts. Wow. 80% open rate. Yeah. Ooh. And that is also because we've got the infrastructure behind us, the way we've built our system. So yeah, we use, well, we're fluctuating around. We've tested loads of different ones, but at the time, and we were using Lemlist, which is, a, I don't know if you know that, it's an outreach tool, mm -hmm. but it's not just about that. We use seven different subdomains. So for our emails, so never mm -hmm. use the main domain yeah. because if you get blacklisted on there, obviously you're sending emails out to your clients. They're not yeah. going to get it. So we have all these different subdomains and we've got this like whole system built out on the back end. So, you know, we've got assistance and stuff. We've just SOP'd the whole process. Mm -hmm. And then it just gets to a point where we obviously we need to do our targeting. We need to understand what our ICP is, what group we're going after. So we can really narrow down and go for these audiences. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a case of writing out the copy, the offer, and then putting it into a campaign. The campaign will usually go across about five different emails over the course of 14 to 21 days. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I didn't do this with you, but with our sales, we also hit them on LinkedIn mm -hmm. and sometimes Facebook as well. And this is in between the sequences. So we're doing multi-platform touch points. Mm -hmm. And I've done it before where we've also done cold call and SMS. There's one, there's actually one guy. It's crazy because I knew he was doing it. It was like a game of poker. But there was one guy, it was actually, no, it was the CBD brand that I'm talking about. It was okay. the owner of this CBD brand. Essentially, I got an email back from him saying it had very high intent. So just to 
to give everyone an idea, if someone doesn't give you a very high level of intent, don't go blasting them on all channels. They will not appreciate it. But this guy says something on the lines of, when can we start working together? And then I started responding to him. So I sent him a few emails, no response. That's a little bit weird. At the time, we needed to get some sales through the door. We were struggling a little bit. It was right at the start of this company. So the week after, I was sending him like two uh, SMSs a day, calling him three times, sending him two emails a day. I sent him messages on LinkedIn. I sent him messages on Facebook. And then the week afterwards, he messaged me back and he said, let's jump on a call. And when I got on the call with him, he said, I was sitting back and I saw you hit me up from every single platform. He was like, and that was a representation of how you were going to act for our business. So he was seeing that as a test. Mm. And now that person's come on board. It's the most successful partner we've ever had. We've worked with them for over 12 months. They're incredible people. It's brought us in a load of referrals, a load of more business. And just to think, imagine I did about 41 different follow-ups to that brand. Imagine if I stopped at 35. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, th- this is this is phenomenal. Now, I got to ask, what percentage of your outreach that you do um, yeah. is like predetermined sequences versus you just grabbing your phone and sending a text? Like how much is manual versus versus sequenced out typically? Yeah, sure. So we're never just going to send out one email to one person. That's just not a good use of resourcing. Mm-hmm. So but we could do a test group of like 25 different people. Mm-hmm. You can. The first line where you do is they call it an icebreak or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You can personalize the first line. So something about your podcast or something about a LinkedIn post, just something that shows that you've actually done some research and make sure obviously you get the right coffee if you're speaking to Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it got me to respond. So yeah, you no, don't need the right coffee, right? It works. I like yeah. black as well, by the way. Okay. Awesome. So, so yeah. <laughs> I think that's important, personalizing the first line. Mm -hmm. But then after that, it's more about your targeting groups. So let's just say you work with e-commerce like we do. You don't want to send out the same email to apparel brands that you're going to send out to baby toys, for example. Mm. You want to group these people down. And if we look at, you know, Cialdini's um, rules of persuasion, one of the most important things in there is social proof. So ideally, you want to have a case study that's relevant to the industry. And even within these different industries, it doesn't matter if it's e-commerce, real estate, whatever, all markets have their own language. You'll know this better than most, Jeremy. And it's important to understand the language by really getting on the phone with people. So I would actually say, The best thing to do before writing cold email campaigns is to get on the phone with your ideal prospects from that target market and understand their terminology, understand their pain points. So when you write those emails to that target group, it really hits home. So sure, we can talk about throwing in all these, you know, sexy ideas of content and making people laugh. But at the end of the day, the copywriting is probably the fundamental part that's the most important. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's so vital. And then yet to your point, knowing who that that target is, that's the secret. If I get an email that's, you know, designed for someone. Um, well, if I get an email that's designed for someone that's running a CBD brand, that that's not going to land with me at all. Right. Exactly. Um, and so it, that's where all your resources just get wasted. Mm-hmm. So, no, I think this is phenomenal. So tell me with 
Alpha inbound is your primary yeah. um, lead generation strategy or marketing process uh, for your clients. Also, like cold email, or no, are there no. other things as well? Okay. Yeah, so it's it's all paid ads. So it's all uh, thingy. It's all Instagram, Facebook, TikTok paid ads. And the reason why we don't use that for our own marketing efforts is just because the quality of lead that comes in to buy. Like, you know, right now we're charging minimum 5K or 10% of ad spend. Mm -hmm. So to spend that kind of money from just like going on to Facebook and socializing with your friends to going to that, the quality isn't usually that amazing because we're looking to work with eight-figure brands now moving forward, really, and like multi-seven-figure, eight-figure brands. Yeah. Whereas, of course, for a supplement product, which is $20, $30, the, you know, the, the friction as, as well as the content's on point, the pain points are there. That, you know, the, the friction's a lot smaller. So that's the reason why we use it mainly, you know, for our own outreach. Plus the other thing is we're bootstrapped. So we didn't really have much resources at the start, yeah. but to get our clients results, we use, we actually don't have any clients. We only have partners. That's a whole different subject, like but a philosophy thing. Yeah. But essentially, yeah, it's Facebook ads, TikTok ads, and obviously Instagram, which is part of Facebook, which we now should call Meta. Right, yeah. No, that, that's great. And I think one thing that's important to point out, because um, I've seen a lot of people say, hey, well, how come, you know, you're, you're getting me this way, but that's not the strategy used with your clients. How come you don't use that? But yeah. I mean, you're reaching out to businesses for yourself, exactly. but for your clients, you're reaching out to consumers and it's a completely exactly. different market, right? So it's a BDC, yeah. yeah, like you would never do cold email for, for it. Well, not, I wouldn't say never, but in general, cold email works better for B2B than B2C, right? So Hundred percent. So you know it wouldn't it wouldn't be an appropriate strategy for any of your clients that are that are in that D to C space. No, I mean obviously they all do email marketing, yeah. but these are people who are subscribed and they're on huge lists. Right. So very different ballgame. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love the the split, and I don't want to go on both. But I'm, I, I saw your when I saw your website, I got super excited because you very much do you know the us versus them approach, and you just draw it out in black and white, literally with the color uh, <laughs> the color scheme of your website. But I love that you're you're contrasting you know the promise promising the world and never deliver of the competition versus yeah. your brutal honesty, and I think that that's like I've I've got some experience in the digital marketing space, I'm in the ad space, and I think that there's a lot of people that are very 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 well intentioned, mm. and then sometimes they just don't get the results they're looking for for many many reasons, and none of it's you know, none of it's them trying to rip somebody off, but it can be just a tough space. And I've so, got a theory behind that, actually. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so <clears throat> this is what I've seen over the last four years, of five years of working in this market. Mm -hmm. Essentially, most of the marketers, they're marketers. They're not business owners. Now, marketing is an extremely important part of business. Mm -hmm. Let's not get that wrong. So sales, so is everything else. But it's only one part of business. You've also got operations, you've got finances, you've got recruitment, you've got talent building, you've got culture, you've got sales. And that's the thing, because they haven't got the wide enough perspective, they can't take into account the macro position of what it takes to work with an e-commerce brand. Because the thing is, if you don't understand logistics, if you don't understand profit margins, if you don't understand running a team and the impacts that different environmental issues can have in seasonality, you're not gonna understand what's gonna happen over the life cycle of when you're making these promises to that business. All you know is I look inside a Facebook ad account 
and it shows me some fancy numbers, but you don't actually know why these numbers go up and down all of the time because it's not just what goes on inside the ad account. Because the thing is, if let's just say I'm running some ads on Facebook, then what happens is we go inside uh, the they go inside the website, these people, and they go to shop for a product. Now, let's just say the ads are really successful. The product sells out of stock. If you didn't know that, then in Facebook, it's going to look like, wait a second, the ads aren't working anymore. Well, actually, it's because they just ran out of stock. So now you would need to understand logistics. Now you need to understand and connect the business owner and understand why is it ran out of stock? How long is it going to take before it gets back into stock? And this is the thing. A lot of marketers they don't find that kind of stuff sexy. They mm. don't find operations, finances, <laughs> recruitment, all that stuff sexy. But that's the thing that builds real businesses. <laughs> I know, so yeah. <laughs> this is this is my theory. And when we talk to business owners, we do analysis of all that sort of stuff so we can see the macro perspective. And then we talk to them as business owners instead of just marketers because we know they're going to look at us like that and overview everything like that anyway. So why not make their life easier? And then we get so much more respect from that. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. Now, I want to jump into the lightning round. Here we go. And, I went <laughs> and anxiously awaiting, I know. Um, so you kind of spilled the beans a little bit already, but we all know that coffee is for closers. So what is your favorite coffee or comparable drink? Yeah, so this is really hard for me because I actually had to give up coffee two week, two months ago oh, no. because I got like a really bad skin allergy and oh. the nutritionist said they did some like tests on me and said coffee is like messing up my stomach so oh. I've got to give it up for two months and that two months ends tomorrow so oh, wow. I'm thinking of getting out the black coffee <laughs> I'll be honest for the first week it was brutal man like I drink a lot of coffee yeah. so you know like four or five cups First week has headaches, shakes, like it's bad, man. I mean, to be fair, when you quit coffee, you kind of think, is this actually that good for me? Like I'm really messed up right now, <laughs> but I was missing it. So yeah, black, black, uh, yeah. straight black filtered coffee. There's a roaster here in the UK, which is amazing. And since I've gone for that, I can't really go back to, you know, like the, the, the cheap stuff you get. So mm. I've become almost a bit of a snob. But for me, I think having the black coffee, it really primes you for not having to have all the sweeteners and stuff. And it's kind of almost a hack in that way. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny, actually. I love coffee so much that well, when I started this show, I was actually talking to some coffee brands being like, hey, if you want, I can hold up a cup with your coffee in it and sip it during their lightning round, you know, and um, and I still might do that. I haven't given up Why on that idea. Why start a coffee brand? What's that? You could start a coffee brand. I, I thought about that, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just have a lot on my plate. <laughs> I might do it. What yeah, the heck? yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll do it together. There we go. Look, okay. two countries covered. We got we got the UK. We got Canada. Um, I'm getting all distracted by coffee now. Thank you. Actually, when uh, I a uh, few months ago, I actually was sick with the Rona, and for three days I was in bed, didn't have a cup of coffee, and I got up and I went, maybe I should quit. Like I got through it. <laughs> I got through the pain and suffering because I had been sick. And then my wife's like, here, honey, hands me the cup. I'm like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> I was so happy to have coffee in my bet system felt, again. I bet you felt absolutely fantastic oh, after I, it as well, I didn't did. you? I did. I was like, oh, I'm in heaven again. Um, all right, back to the lightning round. I'm going to start a whole other show about coffee, I think. Uh, so question number two. Yeah. If you had to recommend one book or yeah. movie to a sales professional, what would it be and why? 
Yeah, so I think for the sales side, it would have to be, you know, Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. Mm -hmm. It's, I find when you look at a lot of books, they usually draw back, then they're repackaging the same content. And that's one of the books where that's actually an original source. Like the Mm -hmm. fundamental principles in there are just amazing, honestly. So I was told by a guy who built and ran a, sales team that sold their company for 124 million that's the best book on sales ever mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. so yeah that's the one i'd recommend in terms of a movie i mean you can't really get much further than the wolf of wall street can you for sales <laughs> it's it's between wolf of wall street and for me boiler room i grew yeah, up boiler on room. boiler room and loved it yeah awesome exactly. um now who's someone you would consider to be a mentor in your life yeah so I'd probably say that guy. So what's really funny about this story is he was brought on as a consultant at the company I was last in, Mm -hmm. but I never actually spoke to him because the guy who brought him on, I want to be respectful here, but he kind of liked keeping things to himself. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is that he didn't let me speak to the consultant because he almost, I think he thought I would be dangerous of that knowledge, which by the way, he was right. So what happened is I went into the back end because they recorded all the calls mm-hmm. and I, rec- I listened to all the recordings and made loads of notes. And I learned so much about sales through that process, about B2B sales, just everything from taking control of calls, from tonality, from positioning, from branding, just everything that I do. This was the best thing, but I never actually spoke to the person. So I do want to speak to him one day and I'll thank him for it. But this was the person. Gotcha. Okay, awesome. And finally, what is the strangest thing you do in your daily routine to keep you on your game? Yeah, I've got one. So do you know Cole Gordon? Yes. Have you heard? Yeah, I, so I know Cole of him. Go- yeah, I don't know him personally, but I know of him. Yeah, yeah. We all we also worked with Cole Gordon in our last agency, and Cole's a beast at sales. Like mm-hmm. again, like doing a plug for him as well. But he's he really is amazing at sales. Anyway, one of his things in his Facebook group, he talked that he brought some guy in, and he was like a bit of a spiritual person. And I was like, oh, what's this? That great. And then Cole was talking about how he just really amped up his energy, how between sales calls, he was doing this thing. And there were loads of things he spoke about. But one of the main things was, and to literally keep like so healthy, was getting a rebounder. So it's like a mini trampoline. Mm-hmm. And it costs, you can get different ones, but you can get like a cheap one from Amazon. And then there's like more expensive ones. But it's essentially just a mini trampoline, a rebounder. And I'm not going to go into all the benefits here, and I'll probably do a terrible job of it. You can Google it. There's a load of benefits behind it. But I literally, if I am like had a really bad call or someone just had really bad energy, I just bounce up and down on that for 10 minutes with my music in my ears, and I feel like a million dollars, man. I love it. That is the first time I've heard that. Now I'm like wondering if my ceilings are high enough in here. Okay. <laughs> So did I. I put my head a few times. It was worth it. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, So everybody run out and get yourself. It's called a rebounder. Yeah, rebounder. Gotcha. Everybody run out and get one of those. Just check your ceilings first. Uh, But no, that that sounds amazing. Well, Nigel, I want to thank you for being here. Um, I also want to give a shout out because 
you have regular content going out on your uh, your LinkedIn, correct? Let me just bring this yeah, up. Yeah, that's really right. Quick. My LinkedIn page. So they can find you on LinkedIn and they can just search your name, Nigel Thomas. Yeah, uh, just put Nigel Thomas Alpha Inbound into Google. I'll be the first thing that pops up on the Google for LinkedIn. Awesome. And I'm also going to shamelessly put it in the comments on this live feed here. Fantastic. There we go. All right. Excellent. And so check this out because Nigel posts a new piece of content every weekday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right? Correct. That's right. Excellent. So check him out on LinkedIn. Um, check out his website, alphainbound.com. And Nigel, thank you so much for being here. What What would you like to leave the audience with? Well, just on the LinkedIn side, mm -hmm. if anyone's looking to, I can give you just a very quick expectation of what it takes because I've not done anything mental on there, but I've started to get a little bit of traction. Mm -hmm. I committed to posting there every single weekday for a year with zero expectation. And I just think this is a good thing in life. Things take a lot of time. And if you want to do content, whether it's LinkedIn or whatever platform, two things. One thing is show up every single day. You will figure it out along the way if you're committed enough. And two, engage with your community. If you're going to post, engage 10 times more than you know you post, but actually leave thoughtful comments because the connections behind the scenes that come from LinkedIn or whatever platform it is, I'm sure you have a lot yourself, Jeremy, from these podcasts. Those are the connections that build everything for you in your future. So I'd say to everyone, if it's cold email, whatever it's going to be, just reach out to two people a day that you admire. You'd be extremely surprised who will respond to you, especially if you put the time and effort in and you just never know where there's one of those conversations might lead to. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for that. And guys, thank you for watching, listening, streaming, all this stuff uh, for this episode of Sales Team Rescue. This is episode number 135. And if you want to catch the replay of this episode or previous episodes, you can find that at salesteamrescue.com. And as well, there's a link to book a session with yours truly if you wish to talk about bringing your sales team to the next level. Nigel, once again, thanks so much. And for everybody listening and watching, remember, get uncomfortable, get results. Cheers, guys. Pleasure. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.